The following podcast is for information purposes only and is not suitable for retail investors. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We have today Michael Clough with us, um, Senior Analyst at Momentum Global Investment Management. Michael today is going to tell us more about bonds, yield curves, and the UK. Mike, welcome back. Thanks for having uh, the time to speak with us. Words to you. Well, thanks very much, Lorenzo. Good to speak with you again. And yes, here today to chat a little bit more about inflation, interest rates, uh, particularly so in the UK, where there's been a lot of activity of late. So we'll just try and kind of summarize what we're seeing and and thinking there at the moment. Uh, But I want to start talking about yield curves, which might not sound uh, overly interesting, but but bear with me. Um, So we use yield curves to compare the yields available on similar bonds, but with different maturities. So we can compare the yields available on say a two-year government bond versus a 10-year bond, or even a 15 or 20 or 30-year bond. And in normal times, typically you see the yield curve slope upwards, where um, longer maturity bonds provide a higher yield than shorter maturity bonds. And when the economy is expanding uh, and growth is coming through and inflation is coming through, uh, you will typically expect higher yields in the future to to combat that, that inflation. Now, uh, another way to think about it is effectively the high yields compensate investors for tying up their capital for longer. And of course, if you tie up your capital for longer with longer maturity bonds, you are subject to more inflation and interest rate risk. But it's not always the case. And sometimes you do see an an inverted yield curve where short term yields are higher than longer term yields. And you typically see uh, this shape. Uh, during periods where the economy is struggling. And uh, in, in these cases, you will, you'll often see investors willing to pay a premium for uh, a, a longer-term bond uh, with, a, with a healthy long-term fixed income. And so you see longer-term bonds, um, bond prices rise, yields fall, and often those yields can end up lower than, than yields on shorter-term bonds. So that's a bit of a bit of context and introduction, but but really the the key thing that we've we've seen recently has been a uh, a significant shift higher in the yield curve since uh, early September, and it's and and it's really happened in a, across a lot of kind of key developed markets, but it's uh, most notable and and it has been most stark here in the UK. Well, thanks for the explanation, Michael. And why um, is the UK yield curve uh, behaving this way? Is there anything significant that we should be thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, certainly, uh, there are uh, well plenty of things to think about. Very important implications. So markets have, have really been responding to some recent hawkish signals from the, the Bank of England. And... The, the governor of the central bank, Andrew Bailey, has recently come out and said the bank will have to act in order to control the inflationary pressures that have that have been coming through of late. And, and that has 
uh, well, that suggests that that he believes these pressures might well be a little bit less transient or temporary than first thought several months ago. And the comments that he's made sparked uh, quite a sell-off in, in government debt, which has sent yields higher and has and hence has moved the yield curve up, as I uh, explained before. And that move has been particularly sharp for shorter maturity bonds. So the yield on the two-year UK government bond has climbed about 0.5% since early September. So, and that, and that might not seem a lot, um, just as an absolute number, but but bearing in mind how low yields were earlier this year, um, that is that is quite a stark move. Now we we very recently actually had some CPI data or inflation data out of the UK, and for September that came in at three point one percent year over year, so versus September last year, which was actually a little bit lower than we saw in August. However, it, it, the, the consensus is very much that this appears to be a temporary respite um, from higher inflation. Clearly, 3.1% is still pretty high. Um, but one of the reasons, and it's a, a technical one, is uh, one of the government's key stimulus programs last year, which was called Eat Out to Help Out, that saw quite a significant uh, price rise in September last year. Uh, and that is now going to fall out of the uh, the calculations. So there is a little bit of a there's a, there's a technical reason there for for why it's fallen um, in in September. And furthermore, we've also uh, had uh, recent uh, increases in fuel prices, energy prices, which we've touched on in our conversations, I think a couple of weeks ago, and and reported food price increases as well. And they are yet to enter the calculations. So uh, this, this drop we saw in inflation in September does appear to be, um, well, the, the consensus is for that to be temporary and, and I think we should expect inflation to, to pick up in the months ahead. Um, and, and, and as a result of that, there are now increasingly higher expectations for action to be taken by the central bank this year. And the UK is likely to become one of the first, if not the first, major central bank to raise interest rates following the pandemic. Uh, and these potential interest rate rises pose an additional headwind to consumers and to homeowners who, who have a mortgage on top of some of the recent energy pricing, uh, price increases that we've seen and also um, some uh, potentially looming fiscal tightening as well. So. Uh, plenty to think about, and 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 certainly there's um, lots of implications from uh, the moves that we've seen recently. Well, thanks, Michael. That's um, very interesting, and certainly something our investors uh, need to be aware of. Um, it's not just the curve. Uh, there is a lot more information encapsulated in that. Uh, well, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for taking the time to speak with us today, and uh, I'll see you next week. Thanks, Lorenzo. See you then. For professional advisors only, the views expressed are those of Momentum Global Investment Management at the time of recording and are subject to change without notice. Momentum Global Investment Management has used all reasonable efforts to ensure the accuracy of the information contained in this communication 
but we cannot guarantee the reliability, completeness or accuracy of the content. This podcast is for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell. Momentum Global Investment Management, company registration number 37330094, has its registered office at the Rex Building, 62 Queen Street, London, EC4R1EB. Momentum Global Investment Management Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority in the United Kingdom and is an authorised financial services provider pursuant to the Financial Advisory and Intermediary Services Act 37 of 2002 in South Africa. Your capital is at risk.